Nebraska on Tap, the source for everything educational and informational about groundwater in agriculture. If you are an ag producer or a citizen of Nebraska, this show is made for you by the Middle Republican Natural Resource District. Now it's time for our weekly show, hosted by Heather Disming. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Nebraska on Tap. This week, our guest is Dr. Brad Ramsdale, who teaches at NCTA here in Curtis. They are on a 550-acre farm. It is a two-year school here, and it is also a part of the University of Nebraska um, schooling system. So some careers in agronomy, farmer, farm manager, seed sales, technical services, crop consultant, uh, fertilizer, chemical sales, grain elevator manager, precision agricultural specialist, field research technician, crop insurance adjuster, soil conservationist. Um, some of the courses they offer are precision farming, soil labs, soil fertility, irrigation management, crop management, pest management, um, accounting, farm and ranch management, and ag marketing. So quite a few different things that touch on agriculture here um, in this course. So we are going to get into that interview that I had with Dr. Brad Ramsdale on his teaching style and some of the fun things he has in his classes. So let's get into it now. All right, everyone. I am here today with Dr. Brad Ramsdell. He is the professor of agriculture production systems here at NCTA in Curtis. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, perfect. And you just got back from a field trip, you said? Yeah, I took my first year class of agronomy students. We went up to the Bear Water Utilization Center there south of Gothenburg, Gothenburg, and they always have a great set of field plots, you know, testing different agronomic practices and, of course, a big objective on water and being more efficient. Yeah, perfect, and that's kind of why I brought you into here today. So um, you are the crop team leader when it comes to doing all the agronomy and everything here at NCTA. Can you tell me a little bit about what that entails? Yeah, so I get the opportunity to teach all of our crop production and agronomy-related courses at, at NCTA. And so with that opportunity, I get to kind of really see the big picture and make sure students are getting all those right little pieces of knowledge that they need from start to finish to prepare them for their future careers as farmers, ranchers, agronomists, or wherever life might take, take them. And so, you know, we've got a great program at NCTA. We've got a nice farm laboratory that kind of complements our program and some some great partners in the industry and university extension. Yeah. So at your farm laboratory, what do you guys get into there? What are some of the things you've started working on right now? Right. So we have both some irrigated and dry land production on the college farm. We have about 200 cropland acres that are devoted for our education. Of course, we're always doing some irrigated corn every year, usually some irrigated beans. But, you know, we're mixing in a variety of hay crops, alfalfa. We just planted a dry land winter wheat crop that the students got to chance to uh, pick their own variety and seeding rate in a little competition side by side and we'll get to do their nitrogen fertilizer pr program on that field um, next spring and, uh, and then I got a program called crop practicum where again they're going to get a chance to make the management decisions on one of the fields there next summer during the growing season between their first and second years so 
So somebody's going to have some bragging rights next year, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a chance for all of us to learn. So if it's not a competition, it's something where we're we're willing to, to learn something, do a, you know, do some sort of little study, little research study. Right, because everybody's going to do it just a little bit different, right? Exactly. Um, have you tested out any fun new equipment lately? Uh, nothing brand new. Um, on equipment, you know, we are equipped. You know, we've been fertigating now on the college farm for, for about five years. Uh, we got a nice uh, planter with pretty much all the controls and sensors uh, that we get to utilize with students. And, you know, certainly on the irrigation side of things, we're using soil moisture sensors and some of the other technologies there to help with schedule irrigation that I can show to students and, and help them understand how to utilize those tools. Yeah, no, it's nice. I mean, here we just moved all telemetry meters on everybody's wells and we're getting ready to um, launch a producer connect app so they can actually see how much water they're using. Um, instead of physically going out, you know, and trying to get to the meter, whether it be muddy or anything. So those soil moisture sensors come in handy because most of those are telemetry right now. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So um, and then you just read it off your app and be like, oh. So, um, and then what other things have you been up to when it comes to like water mindfulness with the class minus the moisture probes and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah fall semester is when I teach my irrigation management class and that's for second, second year students. And so we start, always start off the semester with irrigation scheduling techniques using soil moisture sensors and, and some of the ET network information there because we have a little bit of irrigation season that overlaps with the class. So I want to get the students out there in the field to take advantage of that time. And then as we kind of go through class, you know, we'll continue to talk about some of the other technology that's out there to help us uh, be more efficient to really do a good job of determining when and how much water to add. You know, I, I give them some understanding about, you know, some of the resources out there, such as the Middle Republican Natural Resource District and, and the unique structure of the NRDs in the state of Nebraska and how they kind of complement things. We go up to, usually go up to West Central Research Station and meet with their their irrigation specialists and try to learn a little bit there. Uh, Where's that at? Uh, that's the North Platte Research oh, North Station. Platte, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the, uh, that's a research station there, yeah, where the TAPS program is. Mm -hmm. And we've been a participant of the TAPS program ever since it started, so they've always allowed us to have a, a student team, although this year I switched this to the uh, dryland sorghum plots that they did out of the grant rather than the irrigated corn. We had been doing the irrigated sprinkler corn since from the beginning, and so, again, that's a great example of some technology that I can expose the students to. You know, we try to make their field days when, when opportunities arise and, you know, interact with farmers such as, I mean, usually I always take uh, students to go uh, visit Rory Palman's farm and they're, you know, they're very progressive and utilizing a lot of technology and a lot of focus on resources. There. And is, are they up in North Platte as well? Yeah, Rory Farms over south of Sutherland and actually it's his son, Zach, okay. has, has taken over the farm uh, on it there. And so it's just one example. I know there's some other great farmers out there doing some really cool stuff uh, with technology and utilizing, you know, their resources and keeping mindful of their water and their soil. Yeah. Do you guys um, have any plots up there with drip tape at all? Uh, we don't. You know, I've been working on trying to maybe get some small little, we got some, you know, we got a lot of little small fields on the college farm with this hill country that we're blessed with around Curtis, Nebraska. And so kind of taking some of that and get maybe a subsurface drip system in. But, you know, that's one of the reasons we travel up to North Platte to the research station because they do have, you know, a lot of subsurface drip that they're using for their research plots. And so it kind of gives me a chance to show the students the basics of how it works. Yeah. 
No, um, and, and subsurface drip is something that we kind of got into a little bit here at the Middle Republican NRD, but um, since then we don't have as much funding for it as we as we previously had. So, um, But some of the farmers seem to enjoy it, so that's kind of good. But central pivots clearly are the winner, or gated pipe, which... Yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what you're using, you want to try to do it as efficiently as possible. Right, and that's where you come in. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, I'm I'm right in the middle of my fur irrigation section right now in, in yeah. my irrigation class. So, you know, even though there's not a lot of acres of that, I mean, I have some students that that's what they got their land, and so they need to know what can they do to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, going along with that, with the precision ag, it's just so crazy what's going on. I mean, there we um, had uh, here at the NRD somebody come through and show us some AI. You know, it looks at everything, tells you where the bug spots are and everything like that. And then my brother would rather have somebody walk the field with him. You know, there's just the hands-on or hands-off type of aspect. How do you feel when it comes to that, like the hands-on or hands-off aspect when it comes to AI involving farming? Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting to be pretty old in this world, so <laughs> maybe I'm getting a little stubborn in life. But now the technology is is a great tool, but I, you know, to me, it's never going to replace the you know the need to go out there and look at your fields just to kind of complement what you're with the information that you are getting from a drone. If you're using drone imagery to kind of look at different stress points in your field, I mean, if you got a lot of a lot of acres that you're farming, it's hard to really keep a close eye on things, and yeah. you know that's where the technology kind of comes in. Whether you're using drone imagery or or some of the air, airplane based uh, imagery services where you can really kind of get a good eye on on your system and certainly from an irrigation control standpoint the ability to be able to turn on and monitor your pivot from your phone i mean i know farmers love that because you know if you got multiple pivots that are 20 or 30 miles apart you know kind of saves a little drive time there (laughs) yeah and then uh, speaking of drones so uh i was just telling you you and i were out at green cover and they had a drone demonstration and he was doing uh the flyovers and stuff like that and that seems to be kind of a hot subject right now how are you feeling when it comes to doing the drone for fertigation and for spraying and cover crop seeding and stuff like that right you know to be on the drones, you know, the big limiting factor is, you know, you're only going to have a, 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 a tank, a spray tank size that's around 10 or 15 gallons, which means you can only, you know, spray a very small amount of acres. So so it's going to be a very, to me, a very niche market when we think about large-scale field production in the state of Nebraska. I mean, there's definitely a lot, you know, an airplane. And the same thing from an imagery standpoint, you know, using a drone to collect imagery. I mean, they got to land them and change the batteries. You know, there's wind speed limitations, but we have some great imagery by some aerial services, and, you know, that airplane can cover a lot of acres in a hurry. <laughs> and so, you know, there's there's places for it, and I know a lot of the uh, agronomy-based companies, in, you know, in our region, whether it's one of our co-ops or Nutrient Ag, you know, they're all, and, or private private agronomists, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, kind of util- utilizing it as a tool. Yeah. And I think it will be a tool, but, you know, I think, you know, when you look at big-scale ag, there's there is some limitations for the drones right and that makes sense that 100 percent makes sense and then um what are some of your class highlights that you are getting ready to get into going into the winter time now that you're doing doing irrigation now yeah as we transition out of the field season you know it's you know as far as you know we always like to say we offer a lot of hands-on learning opportunities at ncta and when the field season active that for the agronomy world that's where we're at and then that transitions into more laboratory uh, technology-based based, based um, systems, but, you know, 
precision agriculture is so critical for today's future farmer or future agronomist. And so even though my program's not titled precision agriculture, if you're doing an agronomy program right, it's kind of integrated in everything you do, whether you're talking nutrition and soil fertility, whether you're talking pest management and spraying, uh, whether you're talking just guidance or, or sensors that's on your planter. You know, there's a lot of tools that help you be more efficient. And so no matter what subject area I'm on, the technology piece is, is a fairly consistent piece. But yet, you know, me, to be a good farmer, to be a good student, you need to know how that plant works how that soil works you know some of those basic things there as well and so you know, over a two-year school you gotta gotta get make sure those those boxes are checked as well yes. <laughs> so when it comes to soil fertility how i mean i know there's a huge thing when it comes to getting the soil a certain ph the carbon levels in the soil the the nutrient levels in the soil and here we have more say clay sandy soil when you guys are in the laboratory do you have like different types of soil that you mess with when it comes to analyzing it and everything or do you guys do it more out in the field soil samples i'm both and so you know you know my i get students i mean certainly a lot of nebraska students and but even in nebraska we got a great diversity of, of soils from the sand hills to our lust hills where we are here around curtis you know to some of the more uh, river bottom ground and so, yeah, you got to, you know, every student gets a chance to kind of see the difference between managing, you know, one type of soil versus the other. And, and there's a lot of components to that. You know, I've become over my last, I mean, I've been in NCTA now over 15 years. And I always tell my students, to me, it's this, my, a lot of my decisions is as much from being a farmer on the college farm for 17 years now mm -hmm. as, as it is a science, you know, learning the science of things. But, you know, I think there is some room for this regenerative ag movement that we see. I mean, the technology piece is growing fast, but there's a lot of farmers paying a lot of attention to that soil health and trying to build it up. And, you know, we've being an educational institution, you know, we have room to do both. And so I got a few fields on the college farm where, we're getting really aggressive with the integration of cover crops and the seeds. I told my students, well, come back in 10 years. Let's see, and I'll show you. We'll, we'll learn together. <laughs> right. We can see what happens in 10 years. You know, we do have the livestock on the campus, and so I think that that helps farmers when you're looking at trying to integrate cover crops and focus in on building organic matter that can maybe reduce some of your fertility inputs on down the line. Yeah, I mean, because the you know, the dead matter is what creates carbon and that, you know, exactly. so, so forth. Yeah. So <laughs> know a little bit about part, not a lot of it, but yeah. and you take one of your classes maybe sometime, but I guess a little bit, let me share this. You know, I'm always very proud to talk about my craft judging team and, you know, I'm getting more this year. I have nine first year students that are joining seven second year students. So it's my biggest group I've ever had for my craft judging That's team. Awesome. And it's, it's usually it's not too hard. I, I mean, for every student that comes in majors in agronomy, I say, well, think about being on the craft judging team because it's going to complement what you learn in the, the classroom very, very well. I mean, our competitions are designed after knowledge that's needed to become a certified crop advisor. So it's all that real world stuff. I mean, particularly if you're going to be like have a kind of a crop, crop scouting role in your career, it's really great stuff with that. And so. You know, I've had been blessed with having a lot of good students over the years, and you know they've done okay. 
they've, they've won a, a national title here or there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How many national titles have they won so far? Uh, we're up to six, 16 national titles. Oh, so. We're two years school. Oh, yes. Well, and basically one for every year that you've been here. Finance <laughs> one. So that's awesome. That's great. I mean, clearly you have something to give for them. And um, when they do the crop judging, do they go to a certain area and do it or they do it here in-house? Um, so we have three competitions. We do every every year a couple of regional uh, competitions. That's, so that's between Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa are kind of the main schools that we rotate around and participate. And then we have our, our national competition, which last year we were in California. This spring we get to go to Idaho for that. So it's uh, so that's the other kind of wonderful part of the learning experience is it gives you a chance to take students and they we get to go see agriculture in different parts of the world. Yeah, because it's definitely different everywhere. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little bit different. Well, thank you so much for stopping in today and talking with us and giving us all this great knowledge and everything. Hopefully everybody can find themselves at NCTA if they're really interested in getting more uh, involved in ag and wanting to learn from somebody as intelligent as you. Well, I greatly appreciate the alchemism. Very glad to be here. Thank you. Alright, I hope everyone enjoyed that interview. Just some fun facts on the history of NCTA to those who don't know are, uh, it was created as an agricultural high school and provided another secondary school of agriculture here in Nebraska. Uh, this campus opened up in August of 1913 and 121 students were in attendance. In 1914, the enrollment went up to 199. Nebraska Board of Regents closed the school in 1987 to balance the university budget, but in 1987, the legislation passed LB 656 and changed the name to the Nebraska College of Technical Agriculture. Um, Governor Kate Orr vetoed a portion of the bill, only giving funding for two more years, and then a separate bill the next year in 1988 was brought in legislation, LB 1042, and so now enrollment stands around 300 students, and soon they will have a new student activity center, thanks to Barbara and Wally Wheats of Omaha. And, uh, you know, my great-grandparents went there and met each other, too. So it's got a lot of history here in the area. So I hope everyone checks it out, and we will talk to everybody next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.